0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Founder Hour After Hours. This is your co-host, Posh. And I'm your co-host, Pat. This is episode 40. Yep, that's 4-0. We cannot believe that we've come this far, but we are super excited. And um, it's been a a hell of a journey. It has. been a hell of a journey. It has been. So just for full transparency, we're recording this on a Sunday evening. Uh, We had a long night last night. We were up until 3.30 a.m. at one of our fellow... Uh, what do you consider parties. as an evening? Um, post 6 p.m. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's after hours for me at that point. Um, <laughs> I definitely consider 3.30 a.m. after hours after hours. <laughs> um, that's just like after after hours. But but yeah, now we're that we're fully, fully recovered, um, we're ready to just hit the ground running, and we have a super packed episode for everybody. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the last four episodes, we're gonna do quick takeaways from each one, and then we'll delve into some topics that involve business, politics, culture, and so on, and so forth. So, love it. Why don't we kick it off with? Uh, I know we first the first episode after our last after hours, so that's episode thirty six. Yeah. Was Clutter's Ari Mir, mm-hmm. Clutter's co-founder Ari Mir. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Pal, what was your biggest takeaway from uh, our talk with Ari?
1: My biggest takeaway from Ari's was how important it is to, like, how important resilience is Mm -hmm. in, in, in anything you do. But in his case, like, this guy had, I mean, you know, we talked about how he is like the idea guy, and he had he's had so many ideas and so many businesses in the past that he's, you know, tried and some have done well, some have not done as well. But the fact that he's pitched Sequoia Capital specifically so many times and finally, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know things clicked and he was able to raise a bunch of money for Clutter and I think just like it's so easy to just. If, if things aren't working out, whether you're raising money or whatever and to, to, to look at what you're doing and be like, Oh yeah, maybe the idea isn't right. Or, uh, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not good at fundraising or just, you know, like look at all these different things and just mm-hmm. come up with like excuses of like why, it, you know, things didn't work out. But for him, it was like, he just kept going, just kept doing it. And eventually it clicked. I don't know. Yeah.
0: My thing. Yeah. And for me, it was, I know we talked a lot about Ari Mir and I think it was one of our best episodes in my opinion. Um, and i 'll give a different takeaway. Um, I think our takeaway or my takeaway was that it was one of those episodes that I saw our like improvement like Pat and posh uh, improving as um, just I guess you call it interviewers or storytellers or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think we just felt more comfortable. we felt more like ourselves. I think a lot of the feedback that we had gotten was, you know we want to see more of your personalities. In these episodes, even if it's you know mostly the founder talking, Um, and I think that was validated when I was at the gym one day, and one of our listeners who goes to the same gym as I do uh, came up to me and said, "I this was like one probably one of the best episodes that I've listened to yet." And he's like, "It's almost as good, if not better, than how I built this with Guy Raz." Uh, And I was like, "Oh wow, really?" He's. I asked him why. He said just everything about the story, just the sound quality. um, You know. Ari's knowledge, the way you and Pat were, you know, talking and just the whole conversation, it seemed like that level of a podcast, which was pretty cool because like we always mentioned, like that's something that that's a podcast that we like. And that's one of the inspirations for why we started this as well. Um, so it, it felt good to hear that, even though we don't fish for compliments per se, uh, but to see that somebody else was appreciative and understood um, the quality, both sound quality you know, conversation quality that we put into all this stuff and all the work we put into it uh, was pretty cool to hear. Um, And I agree. I think Ari Mir's episode really did have it all. Uh, And if you guys haven't listened, uh, whether you're a founder, entrepreneur, entrepreneur, you're just a college student, high school student, I would definitely recommend listening to it because he's very relatable to anybody. Um, And really, I mean, like we always say it and I'm sure you'll hear saying it all the time it's just a matter of doing it. I mean, it's and and the reason I liked what he's done is because it's one of those companies where it doesn't take a lot of explaining, you know? It's just like this is what we do, yeah. this is how we do it. That's it. You know, not not many complexities, simple business, everybody gets it. And um, I think that's why I think that's why people liked it. They understood what he was doing.
1: Yeah, it's like it's one of those things where you might a lot of people might have the idea but not not a lot most people won't execute on it. Right. It's like that won't work, won't work out mm-hmm. or, you know, that, that doesn't make any sense. But once you do it, you see a lot of things or learn a lot of things along the way that if you have that vision, you yeah. end up, you know, working out.
0: Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What was the next episode? Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew. Yeah. Dr. Drew. That was, a, that was an insane episode because, like, it was so different than any other episode we've done. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I always, like, whenever these ones come around, it's, like, uh, it's cool because it I don't know it, it adds definitely adds more diversity to the, to the content of the founder hour but like mm-hmm. his perspective on a lot of things is really interesting because he's obviously a clinical psychologist and uh I think we both w- went in knowing that and wanting yeah. to get as much as we yeah. could out of it and um you know the 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 part where I think you were like you know trying to dive really deep into like a question about purpose and all that stuff and he was like kind of giving like Bullshit really answers. Bullshit. Yeah, like one word answers, and then uh, we kind of got them to open up, which yeah. is really cool. Like, see that? See that's a big thing that I noticed from us too. Is like, you know, getting better at asking the. They're not so much tough questions, but questions that most people would shy away from asking. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: but they're thinking about.
1: They're thinking about exactly, but yeah. you just don't know if you should ask it in the middle of a conversation like that because you don't want to. I don't know what what the, offend uh, insult exactly yeah, disrespect, exactly. but. I think the great interviewers and the great journalists and the great, you know, people that ask questions are sometimes ask the tough questions, and those are the best ones that well, gave t- the b- best answers. That's
0: because tough, challenging, you know, borderline offensive questions usually get tough, borderline offensive responses, yeah. and those are things that people don't usually talk about or they don't want to talk about. Um, but also, I think that I don't think he's had a conversation like that. Um, I think. On many levels because, you know, we're quote unquote millennials. I don't think he's really sat down on a podcast yep. with a millennial or right. millennials, even though he has four, five, six podcasts that he does himself. Um, so I think it was I think it was also kind of refreshing for him to k- give us some sort of advice because he probably sees a little bit of us in him at his level right now in terms of, you know, doing these podcasts and, you know, gaining inside knowledge obviously he does it for a very different reason at a very different point of his life. But I think it's one of those episodes that although he's not per se a founder by definition, um, it's one of those episodes that if you are a founder or if you want to become a founder, I think it's very important to listen to on, you know, both the psychological level on the kind of the life advice level, because he's seen that burnout. He's himself, he's gone through it. Um, He's seen, like, mental health problems. He's seen, you know, people doing what they're not supposed to be doing or pursuing things that they're not passionate about. Um, And I think he gave great advice to millennials about, I don't know how he phrased it. From what I remember, it was more so just, like, be good at something and then, you know, just keep doing that and eventually, you know, go pursue that. You know, entrepreneurial kind of goal that you yeah, have. Yeah, he said
1: like diversify the things that you're doing, and it, right. you know, eventually it's like he said he said something about synthesizing. You know, it's like yeah. eventually like some something will click, but have a backup sort of mm-hmm. like um you know like be something that you can fall back on just in provide, case. like have something
0: that you could provide value exactly like yeah you know because you could start a business and you could be doing great for two three years and then suddenly the market could shift and you fail and you're like what the fuck do I do now yeah you know. If you have no quote-unquote back, I don't even, I don't like backup plans, but right. if you haven't gained any value or gained any knowledge to give to another company or start another project, then no one really needs you, you know, especially in a day and age where it's, there's It's a less about,
1: it's less about, um, what you tell others, like, you know, let's say in a job interview or something, yeah. it's more about internally, like knowing yourself, yeah, like, yeah. are you good enough at something that if you were to. Get yourself into a toe role, whether you're b- bullshitting or not. Yeah. can you deliver? Right. It's like it, you have to. You have to know that and um, come to that. You know, realization with your yeah. with yourself. Right. So I think it's definitely like you know whether or not you have a backup, backup, backup. Like just something to keep in mind. You, you know, um, and something that I should, I guess, take that advice is like it, it's 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 not so much like you don't have to have a formal education in it. No, it's, it's just you know. If there's something that you think you're good at, don't stop learning. Like keep keep yeah. uh, improving your craft and whatever it is, reading books or uh, taking an online class mm-hmm. or getting advice from someone who's like a, more of an expert in that field. Mm-hmm. Like just keep fine tuning it and don't right. don't just settle at where I you're mean, at.
0: I, right. And like I mean, you could be obsessed with something like alcohol, for example, and you know, you could just study like mixology and like how to make the best cocktails and like yeah. who knows, like you could become the best bartender ever and then start your own bar and then eventually have a hotel like i mean like if you're like obsessed with whatever that thing is and you become like again like you said you don't have to be educated in alcohol but if you become just an expert after that yeah. you become the best at it you're gonna make money but i think that's another thing that he said was a lot of millennials you know pursue all these passion projects um that don't make them money yeah. um And it's very easy to get stuck in that because you actually enjoy doing those things. Um, And then you realize that, okay, like where am I going to get money from? So I think you need to have a healthy balance between work and those passion projects. I think you should definitely have passion projects. Like if you don't have passion projects, you should probably figure out how you get involved in a passion project. Whether it's like joining a nonprofit, you know, volunteering, starting a podcast, starting a business on the side, whatever it may be. Just to do something else that could keep you sane, I think that's like important, like on a something mental you level. Something just enjoy sane.
1: doing, like you don't have yeah. to like like you yeah. said, make money off of no. it. Just something that like right. gets your juices flowing and uh, brings out the the best in your right. abilities and all that stuff.
0: But definitely make money. Like I mean, like <laughs> when people say, you know, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. I'm I'm not saying make money because it's about the money. I'm saying make money so that you can continue doing those side projects right. Right. that eventually will turn into hopefully your main project. Because yeah, eventually know? those passion projects, right. like you said, like they they over overpower, right
1: naturally <laughs> overtake your hours but if you don't have you
0: money work. to do it i don't care how skilled and talented you are it's just not going to happen yeah. it's really not like whether it's your money or somebody else's somebody else is giving you money and chances are somebody else is going to be giving you money if they know that you can make money you know like they're not going to give you money because you just have a great idea and have no proof of ever having made money in your life before you know 99 out of 100 times I think you need to know how to make money. You need to have learned how to work hard, not only work smart, but like really work hard and grind and, you know, just stress the fuck out before, you know, you can really do that because you want to really know everything. You want to test your own limits. And I think that you do that by making money and then you still have those side projects that keep you sane and balance out your life. But you're using that money to hopefully fund and further, you know, all the side stuff that you're doing. But and we could talk about it all day long. I think Dr. Drew's advice and my advice is just literally make money, and also at the same time try to figure out yeah. something that you like doing, and just do both. Yeah, that's what that's what I would say.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, his episode was was good because like you don't have to be a founder yeah. really to like 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 you said, he's not like a, tr- a founder in the traditional sense, but he did really take. I mean, we always talk about this is like, yeah. what is a founder? What is an entrepreneurs? Right. People who are taking matters into their own, right. own hands and trying to. Mm-hmm really write their own story Mm. and uh that's really what he did i mean he was like a doctor but at the same time he was doing tv Mm -hmm. and radio and all that stuff so he's the man um hayden slater was the next one press juicery right i got a lot of great feedback from this i mean just people just being like like how did you guys get him like wow this story is so good like just people were like loved his story I, i i mean he definitely has a very very cool story. I mean, about Press Cruiser is definitely
0: big in L.A., especially. Yeah. So I think people recognize the brand yep. I mean, because you see it everywhere nowadays. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely – It was. The, how did we get him?
1: I think it was a cold email. Yeah, probably. Yeah.
0: Probably. Because I don't remember that one. I don't remember that email.
1: I don't think anyone introduced us. I mean, no, if, I don't if think they so. did – sorry, I forgot, but I don't think so. No, I don't think they did. Yeah, I think it was a cold email. Yeah, I
0: think it was a cold email, and then we had to – run around with the PR teams and right, whatnot. Right,
1: yeah, for a little while, because I don't think he do, he's done a lot of, like, podcast interviews. I think he's done no. a couple. Uh, yeah. And so. I think,
0: again, like, biggest takeaway for this one, and I think we've had this takeaway for a few episodes, um, and it was funny because we were discussing this same topic that I'm about to discuss with one of our previous guests. Uh, we were hanging out one of these past – this past week on an evening, and it was about travel, you know, yeah. um, the importance of travel and um, – your eyes, or, or your world, really being opened up to more than just this L.A. bubble, or wherever you know you may be in this moment, um, and really just seeing other things, whether they are bad things or better things, or worse or different. I think just being exposed to more things is um, it's important. Whether again, like as an individual or as an entrepreneur. Um, I think, and again, like, I think some of the best companies have started because of travel, like, and, uh, you know, Press being one of them. Um, and the other one that comes to mind most for me is Starbucks, yeah. you know, with Howard Schultz, uh, you know, going to Italy and seeing kind of how those, uh, you know, coffee shops and whatnot look like and function like coming back. And, you know, even though he didn't technically found uh, Starbucks, he did kind of recreate what it is today. Uh, so I'm going to consider him a founder of Starbucks. Um, and he remodeled and redesigned the entire way it looked and felt and the products and service and everything. And that was all due to because of that trip to, you know, I think it was Italy. And yeah. same with, you know, our, our good friend and one of our former guests, like Bobby Cronfield, who yeah. owns Bakery. You know, a lot of those, a lot of these hospitality concepts or like food and drink concepts, um, it seems as though a lot of them are inspired by um, international travel including like CoAqua even, you know, you know, that we also interviewed him. Um, I feel like people, I feel like a lot of people in
1: not just LA, but like the United States think, think that it's easy to think that we're like the ones that are pushing culture. Right. And like, we're the ones that are always coming up with like new innovative things. But man, like for what you like learn from just people who travel and have started these amazing companies Mm -hmm. is like, there's so many things going on out there that we've never been exposed to. We just don't, or we just, we know what it is, but we don't know the way it's working and what, how it's working for people at this mm-hmm. very moment, you know, elsewhere. So you see that opportunity and you think like, oh, wow, like that could really do really well in the United States. And they just come back and...
0: And you could you could do it in an innovative way. Yeah. You know? I'm sure they didn't have bottled cold-pressed juice in, where was he, Indonesia, Thailand? Yeah. Southeast I'm sure he had cold-pressed juice. Yep. There. Yep. And he was like, "How do I figure out a way to
1: which?" And we had it here too, but it the wasn't. Masses, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like right. commercialized or anything right. like that. So.
0: And I mean, and now they're killing it. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I see uh, people posting on their Instagram everywhere. stories like literally every day. Everywhere. I mean, pressed freeze like their yeah. ice cream like concept. Basically, it's like just their juices but frozen. A- killing it. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I and mean, they have a bunch of competitors. You know, juice Surfed here comes to mind. I don't know what else there is. There's a lot of yeah, not a lot, a lot of smaller of ones now. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I would say that it's like a, been a trend for like almost a decade now. Yeah. A little, I mean, almost a decade. So it, maybe it's not even a trend. Uh, people, I think, just like juices, like this whole juice cleanse thing. is. Yeah, big. I mean, they're
1: not doing anything like, they're not doing anything like, it's not a fad that is going to die out. I mean, no. it's juice is juice. It's right. like, you know, fruits and vegetables right. that you're going to consume, that you, you have to consume. Right. You know? And
0: I'm personally not big on it. Like, I'm personally <laughs> not big on, not only press juice, I'm just not big on like juice yep. is. Uh, I've had press juice three several times. I think it's the product is great. I just don't see myself as a consumer always buying it.
1: I feel you. I just feel like it, it might get to a point where you, whether it's juice or something like what what the juice represents, that you eventually adopt it. Because I just feel like I don't know. My, my I guess I'm to, I'm talking about myself here. Is like um, at some point as you get older and like you know you just can't eat the way you used to eat before. Like. You get start getting lethargic, and you're yeah. just like, you need something You need something a little right. less, you know, heavy, like to consume. So you're saying
0: the older generation would like this more.
1: I don't know. I feel like there. I mean, everyone has like everyone's time frame is different. Like some people experiences when they're younger, some people experiences when they're older. But I just feel like naturally as people get older, it's it's harder to like consume heavy like food mm-hmm. like how you used to when you're younger. I don't know. It's easy to eat like a lot of food when you're young. Everyone's different. I yeah. just, I just, I just think that, just speaking to the fact that it's like I don't think it's a fad, um, and then that it's like not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's re- going because anywhere. of that reason. Yeah, yeah. And then our final episode was Fat Fit Fun, with the bros. Oh yeah, Daniel and Michael.
0: And they were we were introduced to them by um, Atonel Buzz. Yeah, who is
1: shout out Atonel Buzz.
0: Yeah, he. Was an or is an investor in their company FabFitFun and a bunch of other companies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't remember the episode number that we interviewed him, but if you haven't checked out that episode and you're interested in tech, Mm -hmm. I would definitely check that one out. It's with Aton Albaz, it's spelled episode 23. 23. There you go. Um, one of he's one of those guys that if you are in LA tech or you know you're raising money in LA tech. Uh, or in LA uh, for a tech company, or you know, you have friends that have a tech company, they probably know who Aitan Albaz is. Um, we, I, I, at least I, I'll talk to speak for myself. I didn't know who he was before we interviewed him, um, but then after we did, you know, just all these dots connected, and like he knew, knows everybody that we are talking about. Aitan, yeah, yeah, yep. um, so yeah, so he, so we had, uh, I think months ago we had tried cold emailing, um, Daniel and Michael, Daniel and Michael Brukim. Uh, because I think you had mentioned that Michael was a professor or adjunct professor at USC Yeah, I sat in
1: on one of his classes at USC. Right. Yeah.
0: So we found their emails we inter- and we emailed them, but we didn't get a response. Um, and then I don't know why we thought that a e- Tom might know him or...
1: I think Aton mentioned it. Yeah, Aton mentioned he, he it. He mentioned, like, you know, happy to connect you guys with anyone. Yeah. And we said, sounds great. Let us know. And he mentioned them. And we're like, yeah, we'd love to have yeah. them on.
0: And it was almost automatic. And literally, he introduced us week after, I think, or two weeks after we interviewed them. Um, it was just really cool that we
1: got them both in the room because, you yeah. know, they're both busy running a company. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I don't think they had ever done a podcast. No. They, they said they had never done one no. together. So yeah. uh, it was really cool to have them both on and mm-hmm. kind of see... If the story, their, their story yeah. coming up, I mean, as brothers, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. one year apart. Um,
0: yeah, they're like almost Irish twins.
1: Yeah, like they had a very similar, obviously, upbringing growing up in the same house and starting the same company mm-hmm. together. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was cool to see two different perspectives mm-hmm. of the same thing. So,
0: And it was, I think my biggest kind of like point that I learned from that one was that some of these companies just start by merely starting somewhere and then you know figuring it out and pivoting as you go along like for them like they didn't start like this company as a subscription box company they started as like an email content newsletter type thing and once that grew they're like oh yeah um you know we should you know do subscription boxes and they did and so biggest takeaway for me is literally just like collect data (laughs) like honestly you know You know, whether it's, you know, you're starting a company brand new or you're about to start a company or you're running a political campaign. Like all that matters is like data, emails, contacts, build your lists, like build your lists, even even as just an individual. Like, you know, I think I'm big on relationships. So, you know, build your contacts, like, you know, keep in touch with your contacts. And if you're if you want to be in in business, if you want to start a company, you need to know what the people around you want you know yeah. that's that's like a big thing if you don't know where to start start where people the people around you are and you know i think eventually you'll figure something out so there's a lot to learn from that episode and just their whole dynamic and you know how big they've gotten that company to be you know especially in the subscription box e-commerce space um so definitely something to definitely something to check out
1: yeah yeah i don't know man Is that they they're crazy cuz like they They're so well-educated, both of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Too, like, they're, like, you know, when you think of, like, entrepreneurs, a lot of times people think of, like, the folks who, like, dropped out of school or, like, you know, just Mm -hmm. didn't really go down, like, the educational path, you know. But these guys did, like, they're just.
0: Quite literally the opposite of the dropout. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, Whether it was, yeah, Ivy League's law school. And they're,
0: like, super young. They're, like, both, like, less than 30 years old, I think.
1: I think they're like just like about, just a about 30, yeah. 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 Um,
0: crazy. Yeah. All right, so that's our quick recap. Not really quick, but, you know, <laughs> recap. And we threw in some of our thoughts. Um, but let's dive into some more um, culture, some more uh, current events, some, some LA sports, which are doing great. Oh, yeah. um, so where should we start off? Well, let's start off with um, start off with last night. I know that uh, – and when I say last night, so this would be on Saturday night. Um, there was the Conor McGregor and – what's his name? I don't even know. Khabib. 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 I Khabib. Think like it's, yeah. I don't even know. What is he, Russian? Yeah, he's Russian. Okay. So I know you were big on this fight. You were watching it at a friend's house. Tell us a little bit about what I was big on happened. it just
1: because, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the biggest, like, UFC yeah. person. Like, I don't – Watch every single yeah. fight, but um, obviously there's so much hype around this fight. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's one of those fights you just can't miss. Okay. Um, they were both very, very much equal in in a sense that I mean, obviously Habib is um was undefe- he's undefeated, is uh, undefeated, and Connor. I'd never heard of him before. Yeah, he, he's not like as as uh, out there as Connor is, right? Um, but as a fighter, he's like an assassin, man. Okay, like the guy. The guy had not lost one round. Yeah, I saw that one round. Not even a fight. That's he hadn't lost a round in like what is how it? How Not twenty five fights, twenty four wow. fights, something like that. Um, I think he lost. I think they gave Conor one of the rounds.
0: Okay. But oh, they did yesterday. I think
1: so. I think so. I thought uh, it
0: ended in the first round.
1: No, it did not. It ended in the fourth round, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, but but uh, it was just like they were so even, like both thirty years old, both around the same weight, both around the same like length, like mm-hmm. you know just fighting, the fighting style a little bit different. Um, like, as you saw in the fight, um, Habib was more of like, on the ground, was a, was way better than Conor. Conor's more on on his feet. Mm-hmm. So he kept trying to get back on his feet every single time yeah. Habib knocked him down. Um, but, I mean, the fight itself was amazing. Like, it was a great fight. Couldn't have asked for a better fight. But what happened after, uh, and yeah, if, happened if anyone after, hasn't seen it, like, just, I don't think me explaining it There's not that many justice. good videos out there or like, I haven't had there a more, to more starting to surface and I'm sure by when this podcast is released like there'll be yep. more information about this and more videos out there but it's Sunday and already the day after and already a lot of videos have released different angles there's an aerial, aerial view which is like perfect um, but pretty much there was a lot of tension coming up uh, you know to this fight and I, and I don't know if um, most people remember like about a year ago Connor was walking past his like bus okay. and grabbed a dolly that was just like sitting there, and threw it at the bus, like, c- c- broke the windows, ended up hitting someone in the eye, like... Wait, this was
0: Habib's this bus? This is Habib's bus. Is it Habib or Khabib?
1: I, let's call him Habib. I think it's Habib. Okay. From, yeah. from what I... Okay. I don't know. People call him different things, but Habib, and, and and then, um. Uh. so anyways, I think, I don't know if Connor like, went to jail or had to pay some crazy fines, but that was, like, a big thing, and then... Um, I think up until this fight, like there was a lot of just shit talking, Connor calling him and his family like terrorists because he's Russian, but he's Muslim. So calling family terrorists, like I think his dad is like sick and he was like saying stuff about his dad, like yeah. uh, talking about his country. Just like, like no filter. Just, yeah, absolutely. Like just, I mean, crossing the line, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And you know how Connor is. I mean, the guy is like a showman. Like, I mean, now he's not even undefeated anymore, but the reason why he's still the face, huh?
0: He was not undefeated before the fight. No, no, he's not undefeated.
1: He's not undefeated is what I'm saying. Um, and the fact, but the fact that he's such a, you know, interesting showman, people still watch. And I think that's why the UFC is like, he's like the cash cow still, Mm -hmm. um, and still will be. Uh, but I think, um, there's just so much tension coming up in this fight. So, I mean, they didn't, you know, they didn't even shake hands before the fight, like, you know, hit, you know touch gloves. It was just, like, straight into it. Uh, so, you already know. Like you think it's real? I think I think Conor knows what he's doing from a strategic point of view. But as as far as, like, do they talk about it beforehand and tell him, like, oh, this is what I'm going to do? No. It's, it's absolutely real. Like, he knows what he's like, do you doing. Think the despise, he's trying to get like, under his skin.
0: But do you think, like, he actually despises this guy?
1: Conor? Mm, I, I don't know why. I don't know the backstory of why he hates him so much or acts like he does. I just think that Connor, he, he is a type of guy where he just doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck. Like he's just yeah. like, I'm gonna say anything I can say to get under their skin, and we'll see where it goes.
0: Because you know, like the WWE, like it's literally purely entertainment, right? You know, he's trying is to bring the UFC
1: that? like that. Now it is. Now, if you right, if so it's if, like if you see almost. what happened last night you it, it's it was better than any WWE uh, event i've seen really <laughs> it was basically that like um like literally it was that so the, so like tensions are high fight is like a really good fight i mean they're both just like you they're they're actually fighting it's not like a bullshit like you know friendly fight like they're, they're actually fighting and um finally you know uh, habib gets him in a chokehold cuz they're on the ground for a while most of the fight gets him in a chokehold chokes him out Connor taps out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Habib is still holding him. Like, he's mm-hmm. not, he doesn't let go right away. And then the, the ref kind of splits him apart. And immediately, Habib gets up and he's already pissed off. He's pissed off. To me, it looked like he spit on Connor. <laughs> I don't know if he did or didn't, but you can see his kind of head throbbing. So it looked like he did. And then right after, you see him looking into the crowd, throws his mouthpiece into the crowd, and he's pointing at someone in the crowd, like, gonna go attack him. And so, uh, the referee holds him back. He doesn't budge. Like he just jumps over the o- octagon, like over the cage into the crowd and f- two feet first into the- Connor McGregor's jujitsu coach. Just, I mean, going at it, jujitsu go- coach got some couple good Did like you? hits. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was good. You can see some angles. Uh, and then like a f- brawl breaks out. And then at the same time, you see the, you see someone in the octagon punch Connor in the face which was on Habib's team, I think it was his brother. Um, and then someone from the crowd jumps into the octagon, punches Conor in the back of the head. So now yeah, Conor's getting attacked by two people, and it's just like mayhem, dude.
0: And ratings are like insane, probably. For oh this. yeah,
1: Dana White was visibly pissed, but low key, deep down, I think he's like. I mean, he.
0: I, I read something today that he might um, needed this take away the championship from Habib.
1: Uh, they're they're holding both of their checks as far as i know right now uh i don't know what wednesday will he said somebody got arrested or a couple people got arrested they they let him go connor didn't press charges oh okay I mean, yeah uh connor wants a rematch
0: i mean they, they all do it's all for money
1: i mean the thing is it was a tap out like it wasn't like a knockout so i think they should have a which rematch. is even
0: worse no mm,
1: no it's more like you make one wrong move and you're i mean you're getting choked out you're going to have to tap out but i'm saying it wasn't a knockout knockout is like the worst like if it's a knockout you have nothing to say mm mm-hmm. But I think there should be a rematch. Better I don't know if they'll the, do it. Was it I better than that. the
0: Floyd uh, versus Connor match? Oh,
1: yeah. Different, but, but way better. Like the
0: hype for that was unbelievable. That one was like, But it was like bullshit. Uh-huh. What we knew was going to be bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we got to definitely check out this video. Yeah. We Watch the videos. Okay. Let's talk about some more sports teams. The Dodgers are killing it. Mm-hmm. They're in the World... They're not in the World Series, but they're in the playoffs mm-hmm. um as of yesterday they were 2-0 i think um so by the time this podcast releases they might be going to the next round uh, hopefully uh so go dodgers go blue i'm not a big dodgers fan i'm not a big baseball, baseball fan yes, yeah i'm not a big neither. baseball fan i just but kind I'm, of I'll i watched the world series yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah i just watched the world series <laughs> yeah so um like last year world series astros dodgers or no sorry was that astros dodgers
1: i think so that's how much i uh, it's always funny, like, I was yeah, going to about this with Dr. Drew. It's like, you know, at, in the moment, like, you know every player's names, you know, like, everything about yeah. it, and then, like, three months later, you totally forget it. I think it was so.
0: Astros-Dodgers because yeah. Houston had gone through, like, their whole hurricane-flood situation, and then right. it was game seven. Yeah, it was yeah. game seven. Yeah. And it was that was a, an amazing World Series. Like, yeah, I don't think I've ever watched a World Series like that, so yeah, Dodgers make the World Series so I could watch it. Um, And then the Lakers, preseason started. They look um, good. They do look not good. not winning every
1: game, but it's fine. It's we, fine. We're not
0: playing full... Uh, 100%. I don't think I've seen this much energy yep. on the team in over five, six years. Haven't seen that much energy in the stable center in about that same amount of time, except when Kobe retired, that night that he retired. Um, so just based off of that alone, I am hopeful. Yeah. And look, obviously everybody wants to win, but I would rather lose with energy if we're going to lose. Than just I don't lose.
1: think we're losing because we're not good. We're losing because we're just not – we're not the team trying to like – we're not trying to like beat them by a lot, a lot. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, we're for just the trying to play game in and, general. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, no, like if they we're, lose we're, this we're gonna season, win a lot of games. this yeah, season.
0: Yeah, if we lose this season, like a few games, I'm sure we are a lot gonna lose more than a few. Yeah. Um, at least if they play with energy like they haven't before, like it's gonna be fun to watch. I don't think I've watched the Lakers in fuck, dude, like four or five years. Yeah. I mean, like, we, no, who who, who, are the, who, who are those bullshit, you know, players that we had like for years? <laughs> so finally, seeing like the people like. I mean, look, man, LeBron... Watching LeBron as a Laker is just... I, I, mean, I still can't believe I can't it. Believe, I can't believe huh. it. But it's going to take me like, a while to like really believe that. It's, it's going to take don't. me like a ring. Um, <laughs> but then you see people like Rondo, man, like who are still like... Just a floor general. He's good, man. Yeah. He's good. And then Kuz. And then... Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is honestly... Stepped it off. I, I think he's going to be like the second best player on our team. Like, after, after no, LeBron. I don't doubt it. I mean, the guy... If the Lakers keep that if guy, he, if
1: he keeps playing like this man, he's he's great, man. Yeah, he's like he's very he's magic of, Johnson-esque,
0: By the way, I mean like Luke was saying that he's playing him as a as a point guard at some games? Really? Guy Brandon in the, Ingram? Brandon Ingram? Point guard, really? He was he he said that he played him as a point guard in that game that we watched. Yeah, uh, I, see that. I think it was against Sacramento. When he was driving in and shit. Yeah, he was I just guard. think
1: that we're so deep and so spread out where like I don't even think those those uh positions apply.
0: Like Does point it? guard, shooting it? guard. No. It's more, you know, just yeah. spread, it's yeah, spread yeah. out. Like uh, Luke was also saying that Kuz is going to be playing backup center sometimes. Like
1: everyone can play, <laughs> most of, most of them can play center. Most of them can play point guard. Like LeBron can play point guard and LeBron can play center. Yeah. Like I mean, he's he's all yeah. around player. So is Kuz. So is Brandon Ingram. Yeah.
0: So we're definitely we're definitely pumped up for uh, the Lakers season. Hopefully, we could go to a couple games this year as well uh, if we find some time. Um, I'm just we'll glad for LA watching. sports to like
1: just be yeah. coming oh, the back. Rams, man, the Rams, Rams yeah.
0: Just, I think they're like undefeated, right? Well, yep. after today, they're well, they're facing the Seahawks um, today, so yeah. Wednesday we'll know if they're still undefeated or not. But still, like they're kill- Sean McVay, definitely the coach of the future, um, coach of the present and the future. Um, so really, it's really fun watching just L.A. killing it, you know. And I'm excited. All right, let's get political a little bit. Oh man, um, and we'll try to keep it brief because you know we're not political pundits or you know. <laughs> CNN um, or Fox News, whatever, just let's be equal. Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh has been just taking over television sets and, you know, computers um, for the last two, three weeks now, uh, maybe almost a month uh, since he's been nominated to be uh, the Supreme Court Justice. Uh, Anthony Kennedy announced his retirement. Anthony Kennedy, um, for those that don't know, was – the one, Well, he's done a bunch of things, but the most memorable, I would say, in recent memory, uh, was he wrote the majority opinion in the Obergefell case, which you will probably know as the gay marriage case that uh, gave um, homosexuals the, the right to equal marriage. Uh, so that was called the Bo- Obergefell case, and he was the one that wrote the opinion. So he was obviously praised for it. And I think Kennedy, if I'm not mistaken, was put on the court by a Republican president. So he was always conservative, uh, but he was always the deciding vote when it came down to a four, four, uh, vote, he would always be that fifth vote that would decide either way. Yeah. Um, and so it was a big loss for liberals in this case because he's been leaning a little bit more left. Yeah. So obviously, you know, Republicans want to put in somebody that was conservative and they nominated Brett Kavanaugh, who's probably as conservative as it gets. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there's been so much controversy around him. I mean, it's insane. You know, the sexual assault um, allegations uh, brought forward by Dr. Ford, who I found out uh, I think got her PhD from USC, so she's a fellow alum. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, this guy was getting grilled, man. I mean, I I didn't have much time to watch it because I – yeah. i mean i worked during the day but specifically by Kamala yeah, harris yeah camilla yeah. harris <laughs> cory booker yeah uh basically the, i mean basically getting grilled by the people that are going to hope like are probably going to run for president in 2020 uh on the democratic side uh but, but the guy was just getting d- demolished man i mean, and just getting yeah. you know, just left and right you know fbi yeah. investigated him at the end like i mean did, did they yeah I did, think they, was, did they open up an investigation i mean they like i don't think yeah, they did because they would have pilot, had mark judge and no, all no all it was that. a brief investigation it was they didn't talk to everybody that they, sh- that they were... You know. I don't know what they did, but, you know, they delayed the confirmation hearing for a week to investigate it, mm. and um, the FBI doesn't make any conclusions. They right. just recommend things, or they just say things. I mean, even though, like, you know, Hillary Clinton time, they kind of made, mm. uh, made a conclusion. Um, anyways, so, you know, long story short, Brett Kavanaugh got confirmed recently, um, and it was funny, because I was at my barber's uh, yesterday, and every time I go in, he gets excited because we talk talk politics. Um and he's 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 an African American dude, he's a liberal dude, but he's very like reasonable, understanding. So, you know, he's seen a bunch of stuff and he love I love talking politics with him because he's like a working class like citizen, you know, like just like most of us. Um and so he sees things not left, right, blue, red. He sees things like just his struggles, every day, his challenges. And so we were talking about it and I told him, like, look, this is my two cents. I said, you know, whether or not, you know, he committed you know the sexual assault very likely i mean like i, be, I mean there's no reason why i don't believe the doc, you know dr ford you know you know kavanaugh sounded pretty you know convincing as well but you know who knows you know what he did 20 30 years ago when he was a you know yale law student but you know let's assume that he did it or let's assume he didn't whatever you want i think for me Wait, the, i think
1: i think i don't think it was in law, law school i think it was in high school
0: Oh, was it in high school? Yeah, this was in high school. When he was getting drunk and stuff. Yeah. Even right? longer. Yeah. Even, even longer. longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and we could touch on that a little bit. But my point being like putting all of that aside, like for me, the Supreme Court justice has to be somebody who's reasonable, understanding, um, has a fair temperament, you know, doesn't get heated, doesn't get emotional, because they're deciding literally the the laws of this nation. Yeah. You and know, the fate can, of people. can yeah. gay people get married? can women have abortion, you know, you know, do we have vo- voting rights? Is slavery ending? A lot of these things that, you know, to uphold the constitution, is that's their job. And when he got emotional, started crying, you know, yelling, screaming, like just lost himself. For me, like that's, that was like, okay, like even if you didn't do whatever you're accused of, you shouldn't be the, you shouldn't be a Supreme court justice, uh, because you don't have, I think what it takes, you know, that right temperament to become a justice. Um, so that's my point of view, you know. I think obviously he's very well educated. Like he rules the ranks of judge, and you know he's at the highest of courts. But you know, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, he'll be reasonable and he'll make you know reasonable decisions. I just don't know. But now the court, now the Supreme Court is definitely leaning right yeah. um, by one vote. That, so, that was the biggest thing. I don't even think it's the fact yeah. that he's. A, it's just the fact that yeah, it's all it's that's all they what, wanted. That's what.
1: That's what. Yeah, that's what the Republicans wanted. That's what the Democrats didn't want.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and you know. It's it's just, you know, this is what's the most disgusting to me. Look, you know, sexual assault obviously is a very big deal, very big issue. I think, you know, those that have committed it should, you know, pay the crime or should pay the punishment. Um, and it goes, I think it goes a lot to their character. Uh, you know, whether it was in high school or college or law school or after, you know, it was funny because when we were at the barber, another one of his clients was there and he said something that stuck to me. He said, if you were getting married and you found out the day before your wedding that your wife committed three murders like raped three guys or whatever or on the flip side you know your husband murdered three people and raped three girls would you marry that person no no so would you want somebody like that and because that goes to the character of that person like sure it's in their past yeah but it's a part of their character like they are evil by nature you know Mm like or whatever they were in that point of view so Mm -hmm. it's very likely that that could happen again so i was like damn that I'm like, that's, that's a good point. Like, I, you know, that's, and then when I thought of it in like Kavanaugh sense, I was like, yeah. So even if he, if he did it, even if it was 30 years ago, that's a part of his character, you know? Like, you know, I'm not saying he's a bad person. I mean, in that case,
1: like, you know, if, if there were any other instances, like you would hope other people would come forward.
0: Right. But no right. one has come forward. Right. But, you know, same thing happened with right? Clarence. Has anyone else come forward? I don't think I think have. there was a couple other people, if I'm not mistaken. There were? But I think that only Dr. Ford's... I could be very wrong. I, again, yeah. like, I haven't followed yeah. this very well. Yeah. But same thing had happened to Clarence Thomas, who was a yeah. Supreme Court justice as well, with Anita Hill mm-hmm. uh, back then. Um, and I think Anita Hill was an African-American woman. So, I mean, just imagine, like, back then, like, this is, like, 90s. You know, I would say now the biggest difference... And, again, he's he got appointed. He's a conservative justice... The biggest thing now versus even 20 years ago is something that Will Smith said on, I want to say, The Colbert Show. It was, I think, one of the first episodes where he said that, you know, back then, you know, like racism is better now. You know, sexism, all these things are better. You know, like looking back in history, like they're better than they were. However, he says the biggest difference and why it seems like it's not today is because back then those things weren't televised. He's, now they are. Now everything's televised. Mm-hmm. You can't get away with anything. You you have tweets, YouTube videos, Facebook videos, Instagram videos. It's everywhere. Like everywhere there is something. You can't get away from the bad shit that's happened to you in the past. And that's another whole other argument or whole other debate and discussion. Regardless though, you know, um, I think for me it was just very ugly to watch all of this. It was just very ugly to watch the quote-unquote leaders of our nation just battle it out, you know, like circus animals just the whole process was so stupid it was dude it was embarrassing to be i think it was just embarrassing to watch grown men and women who are you know supposedly you know the intelligent you know group of people that are supposed to move this country and represent us you know act like children it was it it was it was literally a circus you know so it's i'm very not hopeful about like our political leaders, yeah. um, and it's funny because one I mean, of the but that's what that's what it's become though. If, if, if I mean, you're in, starting with our president, you know, if, he's yeah,
1: very it, childish too. So it's like the whole pro- the whole system is like becoming very just like not. I mean, if it if if, if it used to be professional, then it's definitely not
0: that. No, no. <laughs> I mean, it was funny because one of the Republican senators, Senator Jeff Flake, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. that's his name. It was
1: yeah. the dude in the elevator that the two women were talking to
0: possibly yeah Yeah. um he got a lot of backlash or something yeah but he had a video with another democratic senator after um that i saw it was like a two minute video on youtube definitely check it out it was interesting and he's retired he retired so he's still serving out his term but he's not going to seek re-election and they asked him if you and he's the one that asked for the fbi investigation extension um after getting all that backlash they asked him that if you weren't seeking re-election sorry if you were seeking re-election would you be able to reach across the aisle and work with your Democratic senators? He said, absolutely not, because I would lose. Absolutely not. So that answer alone is where I'm just like, I have no faith in our leaders. Mm-hmm. If they can't put aside politics, like if they can't put aside personal politics, like personal gain for the betterment of the nation, you ha- I have zero respect for you. Because yeah. then you're just a spineless fucking fool. Yeah, that's, that's that's what it's become. You know? So I don't know. I'm just... I, 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 it's weird. Like it's. I think.
1: I think from, like. I don't even know if it started with Donald Trump or before him. I think it started with Donald Trump. Really? No. Well, what I'm
0: saying is. He exacerbated it.
1: The way. Well, not okay. Let me rephrase that. Not started, but yeah, like when it became like. This whole political climate just shifted yeah. was with his presidency it was, it was when right. he was running for president and then eventually mm-hmm. became president The divisiveness yeah and what i think what it's done is it's brought out a side of politicians that never existed before like it was always you know one one you always saw one side of a politician which is right. the political side like mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. it, before like if you, when, you, when you used to watch debates like it wouldn't get to that point where it was just like childish personal. And it wouldn't per- be personal. Personal. Yeah, we're using those terms, like, I mean, personal, I mean, you're attacking your family and shit now. Exactly, yeah. So, but now, like, even, like, for example, like, in the Kavanaugh situation with, like, Kamala Harris and all that stuff, like, it just, it was, it was, like, childish, like, I don't even know
0: what to call it. Like Banter.
1: Banter, yeah. It was, like, not.
0: Not even about his politics. No, no. Look, look, if you're concerned with his opinion on Roe v. Wade, then focus on that. Don't, I mean, like, dude, the guy has a family now, like kids. And look, if he, if he did what he did, then, you know, he definitely has paid for it now in the public. You know, he's been publicly just yeah. shamed, embarrassed. I mean, like, it's, his life is completely ruined. And, if you, and same with Dr. Ford. I think Dr. Ford's life is probably ruined as well. Um, you know, as soon as you have anything political that you say in the public eye, it's over for you, which shouldn't be the case. That's not why this country was. That's not why our democracy is our democracy. Like that's why we yeah. have freedom of speech. Yeah. you know, it's it's so that you could say those things, be free, and not get those kind of backlash for it. But now it's like, I think what it's doing is it's de incentivizing people from being involved with politics. People that should be involved with politics don't want to be involved with politics anymore because they're like, why would we want to put our entire family's name and our entire past out there? What's the point of that? For right. to just get shit on more. Yeah. that's all they do it's like just a constant like shitting on each other so i don't know i'm ho- I'm look i'm not hopeful right now but i am hopeful that i think eventually i think the one good thing that's going to come out of trump's presidency is we are so divided <laughs> like you know we are so divided that i think what's going to happen is our generation you know the millennials and the generation after us we're just sick of it like yeah. we we're like we don't care We are. I just think that and, like,
1: I want to make sure that I'm, like, clear, like, that where I'm coming from with this is, like, wait, let's, let's, we can all agree that emotions are really high. Yeah. And whether or not you're conservative or liberal or Republican or Democrat, like, people, people are very sensitive about everything these days. Yeah. So I think that it's easy for... It makes it easier for politicians and people in government to do things that's e- e- exploit be easily, that emotion. yeah, like easily manipulative, yeah, and make that's you believe is. something that you may not have believed if you're if you're looking at it from a more of a logical standpoint mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's just one way I see it. Is that a lot of these things are happening <clears throat> because they're playing to people's emotions? Right. now, whether or not Kavanaugh did it or not. I mean, there's multiple sides to this whole story, and you will never know the truth. I mean, say he did it; he's he's playing to people's emotions, like by um, he knows that like how to play the game to for him to not. Yeah, someone's taught him exactly. If whether if he didn't do it, and if Ford was paid by the opposition, which
0: even if she was, it could still be true, right? Right.
1: um, Again, like playing to people's emotions, like you just there's so much like emotions are really high, and I think that's going to be a very important part of the future is like how we can use that to our to our advantage as millennials to like unify the country more and make sure that this doesn't get out ad- more out of hand um it's going to be interesting to as see.
0: simplistic that as a, as i'm about to make it sound i think the only solution to all this is to be educated like whether formally or informally those that are manipulated are the ones that are not educated enough to be manipulated Mm-hmm. You won't be manipulated if you know the facts. If you know the truth, you, you're only manipulated if you don't. If I tell you right now the economy is doing fantastic, but you're an economist and you've studied the economy and you you work in that and you know the numbers and everything, you're gonna be like, and again I don't know the economy, but I'm just giving you an example. You be like, no, it's not. Like we're we're trending towards a negative time, perhaps you know. Yeah. So, they could spew all the bullshit that they want. Which I I
1: think is happening, but it's easily um, overshadowed by, you know, oh no, this is fake news, or there's so many different points, like perspectives and different quote unquote facts coming out where Mm -hmm. you just don't know what's real and what's not anymore. And you can't Mm -hmm. expect everyone to be educated about everything. You know, if it's the economy, economists come out and say no. Okay, so you want to believe the economists, but then, you, you know, like everyone, thinks, everyone thinks that there's like this like wall, uh, you know, and there is with government where you don't know what's happening behind closed doors. And is the president telling the truth? Is he not telling the truth? Right. Is his cabinet lying about everything they do? Right. Or are they actually, do they know more than what we do as the Probably. people? Right? So it's like this, The I mean, it's, I don't know. And even in the future, like, you know, with technology and all this stuff, I don't think that becoming more transparent as government can necessarily you know uh benefit us, maybe it can maybe it can't I don't know like there are certain things that if if they uh, I, I bet you if they come out and say it, it's gonna create even more of chaos, a yeah. chaos well, that's, chaotic why, that's situation. Why a lot
0: of that's why a lot of things are um classified yeah you know? because if they do say it then it's gonna be even more chaos I mean that's there's right. a, there's a reason for that, but again, like my point is if you are educated then you can have a solid debate you can have a solid But I think for so many process. years
1: up until this point it's been you know the president and government know know things that we don't know, and we're just going to believe what they say, because they're the president, and mm. they're the government, and they have more control than we do, right. you know, and now it's, like, with, with social media and, like, how there's so much information re- readily available, I think people expect to know everything, and it right. just, the unfortunate situation is, like, that can't happen right? for so many reasons. Right. It just, I, even though we would want, as mm-hmm. as a, as a mm-hmm. common person, I would want to know right. everything, but... I think that there would just the world would end.
0: <laughs> there would hundred percent be war, like yeah, very nonstop,
1: quickly. multiple wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, man. I don't yeah, know. We could
0: probably discuss this all day. So, I mean, hey, we want to hear from you guys. So, if you guys have any thoughts, um, you know, on Kavanaugh or this political process in general, yep, hit us up. You know, DM us. Our Instagram is the Founder Hour. Uh, tweet at us uh, at the Founder hour. Um, so yeah. And keep in touch. Uh, so why don't we wrap this up with, um, I guess a couple more topics. What's the Instagram founders left recently. Um, Kevin's sister, I believe, and I don't know his other one. Um, yeah, they just left the company. I forget his name. They just left the company. Um, so I don't know if that means. And again, I don't they know much Face- about it. They left Facebook. They left which Facebook, which was Instagram, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's just, you know, their uh, way of. Well, I just us. read
1: that somewhere that for, 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 for a long time, you know, they they just weren't clicking. You know, yeah. they, they wanted to take Instagram in a certain direction and Facebook didn't. Um, so there's a lot of just internal conflict and it just got to a point where they were just sick of it and left. Yeah. That's, I mean, it wasn't like a formal. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're leaving? It was like, we're we leaving, left. like, yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, like, done. Left. And, you know, I don't think Facebook, I don't know if they've co- they've commented on it yet. No. It
0: well, is, the, uh, the only comment I saw was that they announced that, um they announced, like, a board of directors. or going like, to be right. I think, but that was yeah. more, like, in Facebook's interest. It wasn't, right. like, right. you know, thank you, mo- um, Kevin, nope, uh, for your help. Nope. Nothing. No, no. <laughs> so i mean they fucking facebook won when they got that deal like billion dollars or a yeah, little long, less than that for big time instagram i mean now it's worth what 60 70 billion maybe yeah probably yeah probably more yeah i mean that, if, in my opinion that's like their instagram is the best social media platform out there
1: yeah but i you know we don't know how exactly i mean i know that i do know that um kevin and team were like very involved with everything Every feature, everything on Instagram. So now that they're they're not, I kind of feel like they might. They were the ones that were holding it back from becoming Snapchat. just a shit platform. Yeah, just not even Snapchat. Just like I mean, Facebook put stories and their mm-hmm. stories are. See, I don't know if that was Facebook or what, but like, who did that? Who came up with that whole thing? They probably did it together. I, I think that was a great idea. Stories are yeah, killing so it, and great. Snapchat's not. But um, I think that. They were the ones that were balancing it out from, like, you know, not taking it down a very dark path. Um, maybe, maybe not, but that's my, my hunch. So, we'll see how Facebook plays this um, mm-hmm. with, you know, you know a team of, uh, you know, product managers mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Like, in the past week, Instagram's crashed three times. Two times, three times. Yeah, it's been garbage. Um. I don't know what they're doing.
0: I hope they figure it out. Another topic that our viewers asked us, uh, or listeners, I guess in this case, asked us to discuss was Kanye West. Kanye I mean, West. that's just like, look, Kanye West has needs his own podcast. Like that's a that's the Kanye yeah, West. I style. don't know how much
1: I, I don't know how much stuff I have to say about Kanye West. He's just an interesting. I don't cat. Know, I don't know what he's doing, man. You know, know, it's like, yeah, what are you doing, bro? I, what are you doing? Like, make up your mind. He's so like, he just says one thing. You don't know, you don't. I, he's like Trump. Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah. And he loves Trump now. He well, says he, he
1: doesn't. He says he loves the idea of Trump <laughs> and what he's done. And that's why he wears the hat.
0: Yeah. And then he wears the Calvin Kaepernick shirt with the right. MAGA hat. But
1: it's not so much what he's wearing, it's what he says. Like, he just contradicts himself so much.
0: I think it's just, these people just know how to create hype.
1: I don't even think that's, dude, I think he has a problem.
0: I mean, I think he has likely. a
1: condition. Like seriously, Could he doesn't, be. he's not, he doesn't, he's not acting normally. That's yeah. just the way I see it. Yeah. And at some point, yeah, it's easy to believe, oh, it's all for show. It's, you know, this, that, but dude, like some of the stuff is like, can't be premeditated. It's just like, it's, he's just like on another like yeah. level. Yeah. Not, not in a good way. It's just, right. I don't know what he's doing, man. I mean, Yandi's coming out.
0: In November, I think now. Soon.
1: Yeah. Whenever. Um, no, he's,
0: I think it's going to be Thanksgiving weekend. I think Cameron so. was just talking about it. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think it's gonna be a flop. The reason I say that is, I mean, he hasn't released any singles yet, and the last song I heard was "I Love It" with a little pump, and I'm not a fan.
0: The the one about the hose. Yeah. Wow, what a horrible
1: song. Um, just a stupid song.
0: Just really bad. <laughs> I, I, I mean I just can't believe I, I was I heard it last night. And I was like, why? Is and I this I think he's gonna
1: have those guys like Pump and oh, God. Six Nine oh, God. and all God. these guys on the album oh, where God. it's like trash. I just I'm not I'm like cringing just thinking about it. God. I mean I hope he proves me wrong. I mean I'm I'm a, I'm a fan of just you know music like I don't really I'll listen to music if it's good, but he's just I don't know what he's doing.
0: Yeah, his whole his the five six albums that he came out with a few months ago were fucking fire. Yeah, I know like I know Nas and yeah. um
1: right. His was okay. I his his was okay. Uh, I I knew I knew, and I think we talked about this on one of the after yeah. hours. Like I knew it wasn't going to be one that we listened to for, like for yeah. On you repeat. know, I, you know, Kid Cudi's I can I can still listen to like yeah, Kitsy Ghosts. Right. Like that one like has longevity. Yeah, that one stands the test of time. But Kanye's album, not so much.
0: No. Moving on from Kanye, um, Elon Musk got um, in trouble by the <sighs> SEC, but they settled. He has, I think he has to step down as chairman, chairman, but he's still a CEO. I don't think he gives a fuck. Yeah. Um, the guy's, in my opinion, probably one of the most, in a weird way, genius entrepreneurs in LA and the world. Um, but I think it will be fine. I think he's going to be fine. Yeah. Um... I feel like everybody always talks about Kanye and Elon, and I'm kind of over them. Kind of over them.
1: Yeah, I I kind of liked Elon when he was more like just
0: just building things and not talking. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's just been a little too out there, and it's kind of I think it's hurting him more than it's helping him. I mean, like yeah, just he's just just a I don't give a fuck type of guy, which is fine, uh, you know. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I think I think it I think it doesn't doesn't I don't know. It makes it worse for him. I think. I think it does when he's like
0: because some some of the, look some of these entrepreneurs. Are not good at like people, they're not good at public relations. He's definitely not, not a people's person, no. And I know this because uh, yeah.
1: you know, he was my commencement speaker yeah. <laughs> in college, and uh, it was probably the worst commencement speech. Yeah, I, Elon, you're amazing, but like your commencement speech was not good.
0: I mean, not good is being nice. I think it was just go watch 2014 flop
1: USC Marshall, Elon Musk's um, commencement. commencement. It was not gar,
0: good. fucking bitch. All right, let's finish off on a hot note. Um, found out that the Founder Hour was, I think, cracked the top 250, maybe even top 200 at one point this past week uh, in the U.S. careers chart. So that's big. I think we cracked 150. 150, amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were it's just up and down. So it's up fast. and down,
1: but we're 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 hanging in there.
0: Rising. Yeah. Um, and then we're on like the top list of like multiple countries that we've never been to and we will probably never go to. Yeah,
1: Indonesia, uh, Macedonia, like big. I mean, I think Ghana, we we're like num- were we
0: like number two in Indonesia at one point uh yeah big yeah so for those that are indonesia just keep listening man i mean this is for the people this is for the people it's
1: cool i'm I'm. yeah i'm, I'm curious as to why
0: um either there's not a lot of podcasts out there there are i mean it's the these same, the list, same. Yeah. yeah um maybe we're just middle eastern so we're more relatable i don't know
1: they must have found out about it somehow <laughs> I don't know what we did um, or how they found yeah, I'm out about not it. Sure. Which I don't think any of our of <laughs> I don't think guests. any of our
0: listeners or sorry, any of our I mean, I uh, did guests. tag.
1: I think I'm, I remember tagging Hayden Slater's episode with like, Southeast Asia. Oh. Or like Asia and like stuff like that, but I don't think that Greer
0: Gavorko back then was too. Right,
1: Thailand, yeah. Maybe that. I mean, dude, you know, no, you never know. Yeah. So tag your tag your stuff, guys. Yeah. And also, I want to find
0: out where do you guys listen to us, you know? Is it overcast is it apple podcast spotify stitcher um you know i think a lot of people listen probably to spotify and apple podcast the most but we want to know where you are we want to know what you're up to um and we got a lot of big episodes coming up i mean really exciting stuff uh starting with um the monday after this episode uh and then we'll keep releasing it and you know we're gonna go strong till the end of the year and you know beyond that uh but i think the feedback that we're getting is just Time and time again, it's always been positive. People seem to be tuning in, even if it's just the one time they've tuned in, they've tuned in, um, and just it's been crazy to see where we've come to and how far we've come and how much we've learned. Obviously, um, I feel like I was gonna say something and I forgot. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, man the the love has been overwhelming. It's yeah, been great. I mean, like you know, it's, it's always great to hear that people are enjoying it. You know, the the podcast, and we're really doing our best here, trying to you know give some good content out mm-hmm. as far as sharing people's stories right. and, and, wisdom and advice. And we're learning a lot along the way. We hope you guys are too. Um, yeah. Keep, keep, uh, keep staying subscribed, <laughs> yeah. you know, to the podcast, to the newsletter.
0: Yeah. And just, and, I guess, uh, um, as a quick plug as well, um, as this podcast grows, uh, we want people to kind of join and help us along the way. And, yep. uh, we're looking for, a content creator that can help us expand this and add some video elements to it. That's we something want that's, video. Yeah, people have stat. just been telling us you guys need video. Yeah. So if you're a content creator or you know people that you know are that just would get along with us, number one, but also just get what we're doing, like get the mission and want to be part of this and get a chance to meet other founders and other dope people that we sit down with, send us an email, uh, send us a DM, uh, get in touch with us. We're very, you'll find us somehow, some way I'm pretty responsive. Pat's very responsive as well. Um, so get in touch with us. We want somebody on our team ASAP. And also if you're, um, interested in being a social media intern for us and, you know, helping us post the content, curate content, and just do more with the episodes that we are recording, you know, whether that's making blog content, tweets, you know, graphics, whatnot. Uh, Please, again, like if you are that person, hit us up. If you know that person, have them hit us up or reach out to us and we'll hit them up. Um, But we want to grow this. Like we want to be a part of the community. And uh, I think me and Pat have talked about this now more recently and we've talked with a few people. We want to be doing more community-based events, Um, you know, whether that's collaborating with existing programs or individuals and doing live interviews, live podcasts, live conversations. Uh, So we want to kind of get more out there. We had an event where I was on a panel about a few weeks ago at Glendale Tech Week and um, got great feedback there. We got a few new listeners and subscribers out of that. Uh, But also it was just a great opportunity to hear from people and what they want to see and what they want to hear. And that's why we're doing this. We're just two regular dudes, you know, just doing regular dude things. Um, So, so yeah, anything else, Pat? nothing that's episode four zero special shout out to Ed Rock who's been making our beats oh yeah killing it um,
1: my younger bro
0: yeah definitely oh let's get a shameless plug out for him uh, he had a song that he recently produced yeah. um, I'm forgetting the name right now it's called show it
1: show it it's on Apple music it's on Spotify yeah. it's on SoundCloud
0: we'll, we'll tweet it we'll tweet it we'll put it on our Facebook Instagram so go check it out support him make him some money yeah. Um, and yeah <laughs> See you guys on Monday. Got it.